Blog Talk Radio. Forget about tomorrow. Time for us to start winning is now. 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 Hey, they don't like us, we don't like them. Nothing wrong with that, right? right, right, right. At the end of the day, it's the same three things you've had to do in 35 that you got to do now in 2018. I do not see no holes on this wall. you got to run the ball. Stop the run, you run. Tyreek Hill lines up in the backfield. The ball pops free, and it's recovered by Harrison. A snack for David Harrison early. Early, early. And you got to pressure the passer. Went hangs in, holds it down, down he goes. And an early sack by Olivier Vernon. Vernon, Vernon. Two kinds of players in this league, folks. There are guys that play professional football, and there are professional football players. And the professional football players are the guys we want. I don't want guys that want to win. I want guys that hate to lose. Odell Beckham Jr. down the sideline for the touchdown. 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 Giants fans, you are now listening to the hottest show on the planet, the Shakedown. Here to give you everything you need to know on your New York football giants are... Black Friday. Black Friday. Welcome to the New York Football Giants. Say Quan Barkley, aka the Golden Child. <laughs> the do you know who Alec Ogletree is? Like I'm asking you for real. Really? Not his name, but do you know who he is? J Rock. J Rock. J Rock. You saying we going sixteen and zero? Huh? Sixteen and zero, bro. How dare you say anything worse? <laughs> How dare you? Out your mind. You. You know who just drives the Messiah? Obi, the one and only, Shake Montana. Now, if that man was a prospect like a Peyton Manning or a Joe Montana, like I've been saying the whole fucking time, you don't pass up on this talent. You don't do it. You don't do it. Now, here is your host, Shake Montana. Muted there. Okay. <laughs> well, what's going on, Big Blue Nation sports fans all over the world? Welcome to the Shakedown, the show for the fans by the fans. I'm your host, Shakes. I'm rolling dolo for right now, but only for right now. Yes, I can hear. One second. Let my boys know that we in here. All right. Anyway. So I know we're a little bit late, but, you know, now Mondays just be, it, it's just real hectic, and sometimes it's even a, a, a miracle that I can even start a show, and how busy um, Mondays be. But regardless of the fact, I was on um, Charlie Spaces earlier, 
So shout outs to Charlie for doing the spaces earlier and we uh they talked about a lot of things. Um I uh said my piece, I came on there, I was on there for a little while. And more than a little bit, you know, I was there for for a nice significant chunk. But um I guess people are getting on this draft a quarterback train. I don't know, it's getting close to the draft and all that and um we just had the combine so it's a lot of chitter and the chattering going on. Who you want, who you wanna take, who you believe in, who you don't believe in. All of these things of this nature. I don't believe in no quarterback in this draft. I don't. I don't see no Montagnes. I don't. So me, I know my uh, my stance is starting to become, and even though I was leading that to that way, but it's starting to become on the mantra of, okay, you know, just build everything else around, like get the offensive line and build the trenches and all that, and then 2023 we get our quarterback. So what do we do with quarterback for 2022? I say, go ahead and do what you want to do with the Mitchell Trubisky thing. You sign Mitchell Trubisky, you have him battle it out with Daniel Jones like the best man win. And whoever is the starter there, I don't see them winning a lot of games. We should be in the hunt for one of those quarterbacks in 2023. And that is my mantra. Now, also, I wanted to just say what I said on um, on Charlie Spaces earlier was, you know, I told y'all if Daniel Jones was the quarterback of this season, of week one, then I will boycott. I will take go on strike. I'm not watching that game, right? And I, I know I usually word it different. Now that I worded it that way, you're probably getting what I'm about to say. <laughs> but, again, don't get it twisted because if he is the starter for 2022, yeah, I'm boycotting and I'm striking week one. I'm not watching. But that don't mean that I won't watch week two, week three, week four, so on and so on. Y'all understand now? So I just want y'all to be clear and detailed on what I mean by that because I don't want it to be next year and it's week two and I'm talking about the game and you're like, oh, I thought you was on strike. And I, I'm like, clearly listen to my words that I said out of my mouth. I'm going on strike that week one. I can't watch it. I got to make a stand somehow. But other than that, that's fine. You know, I, I watch it in, in hope that they – um put themselves in the best position to get my quarterback in 2023. So, who do I want in the draft? If that's what you're asking yourself. Like, oh, you don't want no quarterback? Then obviously you want offensive linemen and, and, or defensive linemen, right? You're damn right. So, basically, this is what I really want. I want one of those monstrous offensive linemen that they got right there, because they got some right there. Boom. You got my boy Evan Neal. You got the um, Nwaru kid. You know what I mean? Um, however you fucking pronounce that shit, man. But, um, and then you also got the center in um, Lindebaum, right? So, you know, you got three pieces that, you know, one of them should be there for you when you pick 
an either pick. So you take that one right there, boom. And then of course I want KT. We need that pass rusher. We need that. We need that dominant factor on the defense. He is that for me. He is. So I want KT, and I want one of those linemen. That's what I want to do. Um, but I'm not opposed to um, trading back, getting some more equity. Uh, still, I still want to keep uh, two top ten picks, though. So if I trade back to seven, I don't want to go too far. I still want to have, you know, still want to go to ten on that one. If I trade the five, I don't want to go more than eight. You know what I mean? So we had the seven and the eighth pick or something like that. So you know, things of that nature. But um, yeah, man, like that's what I want to do in the draft. There's, there's a lot of things that we could do, and um, you know, I just hope that they make the right decision and the best choice. Also on the um, cap fact. Uh, I believe that they are going to ask Sterling Shepard for a pay cut. They're going to ask Martinez for a pay cut. They're going to um, they're going to try to talk to Leonard Big Cat Williams. They're going to try to uh, talk to a lot of uh, um, these guys to um, you know get a little bit of money back for this cap. And then uh, I think what is really on the board and what is really um, pleasable on what can happen here is uh, us trading James Bradbury. Now, I'm going to say he is a premier cornerback in this league. He's a top cornerback in this league. He he is a number one cornerback in this league when you talk about, you know, for your team. Not saying he's number one in the league, but for your team he is a number one cornerback. So with that being said, last year he took a big step back. He didn't have the year that he had before in the Pro Bowl season that he had with us. Not saying that I'm a knocker of Bradbury, but I'm not a believer as well either. I think that for twelve, thirteen million dollars, I don't think he's worth me keeping around, especially when I have an Adoree Jackson, especially when I have a Darnay Holmes and a, a Aaron Robinson and a, a Julian Love, and I have all these picks where I can. Uh, grab up another premier corner to go along with Adore Jackson on the other side. So um, when I think about all of that, I'm like, yeah, Bradbury is the obvious, easiest choice for me to go ahead and unload, get a third-round pick. Uh, shit, if you can get a second, that would be beautiful. But get a third-round pick. Now you got three third-round picks, and you unloaded $12, 13000000 million. It's a win-win to me. And um, you can still not really be so much in trouble um, in a cornerback situation as far as, you know, losing anything. Um, you know, we losing a top corner, a premier corner, but we have another one, you know, and um, and we can draft another one. So we're in a, a great position and, 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 and good shit that we can do. Hope that they do make some of these great moves, man, that they're speaking of, 
because um, we can do a lot, man. We can do a lot, and we can get this um, show on the road, man. We can get this shit on the ball early, quick. Um, about the Russell Wilson thing, the one I call Obama. Uh, I'm starting, you know, y'all know that I'm, you know, one that just leads the troops, and this is what I want, this is what I, I'm talking about. So obviously y'all know that I've been tooting this, uh, get Obama slash Russell Wilson, get that get that guy in the building. Um, I, I, I really wanted that to happen, but I don't know. Every day that I see shit go on and, and, and everything, it, it makes me sway otherwise in different ways. Um, but I seen that they declined even to talk to Washington commanders, commandos, whatever you want to fucking call them. But um, they got denied, man. They ain't, they can't even talk to the ball. Can't even talk to the ball. So I don't know what that's all about, but it don't give me a good feeling in my stomach about us even having a chance, possibility to even... Um, inquire about Russell Wilson. So, you know, that train is starting to leave. And, you know, I'm waving and crying goodbye, you know. But it's not gone yet, but it's leaving. And so um, I'm getting more on to the train of, okay, go ahead and get him, Mr. Dubisky. Have him battle it out with Daniel Jones. And... We just get ready to uh, draft our quarterback in 2023. That's my mantra. That's where I'm on. So, uh, that's me blabbering about my feelings on the matter. Sorry if I uh, seem a little faded off right quick because I just wanted to see and look for one if I had any more callers, and then for two, what's going on, I'm trying to read these articles on what's happening um, in Giant Land or just in sports in general, and um, Ralph Acciano just put out something, and I'm trying to understand and read, but Hard to while I'm trying to see it actually do a show. So give me a second here. Hmm. Um, okay, so apparently the NFL released um, the fifth-year option numbers for um, the 2019 first-round picks. And so um, if the Giants picked up their their uh guys that's on that option list, which is uh quarterback Daniel Jones, it would cost them twenty two point three eight four million dollars on the cap if they picked up the option on Daniel Jones. And if they picked up the option on Dexter Lawrence, it would cost them uh ten million point seven five three something excuse me. $10.753 million um, to pick up Dexter Lawrence's option. And they have until May 2nd to decide to do so. So, um, 
I kind of think that's great with the May 2nd thing. I, I wasn't sure on the um, exact date, but May 2nd is pretty good because um, we we should know a lot about what we want to do with our team by then, right? We went through free agency. We went through the draft, all that good stuff. And so by May 2nd, we should we should know what we want to do. So that's a good date. All right. Um, also, the NFL sets the cap, salary cap to $208.2 million. So that increases cap to $25.7 million per team from last season ahead of free agency. So I gave us... Twenty-five more million dollars. Is that what they say? Hmm. Wow. Okay. Yeah, that seems like that's what it is. So. Okay. We will have um, 25 extra million dollars. So I'm just like, I mean, you wanted to get 40 million. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. That, that's pretty interesting. I, I definitely want to talk to some, uh, want some of my fellas about that. That's pretty interesting. You sit there and say you want to um, save a 40 million dollars. Does that help? Does that help? Uh, does it? Interesting. All right, anyway, um, let's see what else is here. All right, that was about it. I think I read everything else as far as. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Alright, so um I think I think Blake Martinez and um, Sterling Shepard should not have any problems giving some money back doing that what the the injury and um how much money they gonna be making. I mean shit man. You wanna play for us, you know? That shit done, bro. Help us help you, mama, brother. You know, Mary J and shit is in New York. You know you don't want to leave New York, J. But you know what's so funny, man? Like, what's up with, with Michael Jordan tapping that, that ass, though? Michael Jordan tapped that ass. Like, and I watched the game um, documentary, and he's like, man, yeah, man. You know what I mean? Uncle's tapped in, you know what I'm saying? Like. Auntie Mary out here letting everybody tap the booty. You feel me? Pow, pow. Somebody said, um, you know what I mean, he had to, he had to do that shit before. You know what I mean? Like he had to, he had to be familiar. You know what I'm saying? Like Michael Jordan had to be motherfucking familiar with Mary J to just pow, pow, pow. You know what I mean? Pow, pow, pow. And how does Sterling Shepard feel about that? Ain't that, that that's your girl? You know what I mean? I don't know me on national TV. Motherfucker smack my girl on the ass like that. Pow, pow, pow. 
oh, I'm going to be bowing somebody else, you know what I mean? Boom, bow! What um, Ralph Cranley said, bing, bang, boom, up to the moon. I forget how he said that shit, but yeah. You know what I'm saying? Somebody would have to get these hands. These paws. Smack my girl on the booty like that. But that's, you know what I mean? Like, dude, yeah. You fucking with Mary, though, yo. You know how long she been? She been in the game? You know how many long has she, you know what I mean? You know how long she been in the game? I mean, that shit, you know what I mean, comes with the territory and shit, like. Some people don't know, like, oh, oh, you you ain't down for cars no more. I mean, uh, I I remember old Mary. You know what I'm saying? I remember the old Mary. Yeah, switched up on me, shorty. All right, and um, also what I'm also seeing in the news is that uh, Apple. You know, Apple, the iPhones and all that shit. Well, Apple is working on a blockbuster deal to become NFL broadcast partner. To become the NFL's broadcast partner. So, they're trying to um, strike a deal to get the Sunday ticket and live streaming rights to um, to the NFL uh, Sunday ticket. For all you Apple motherfucking users, that should be motherfucking happy. See, I'm an Android lover, and um, I'm a hater. I'm a hater of the Apple crew. I don't like y'all. Y'all act real snobbish. Um, y'all act like y'all above everything, and um, and I don't like to go in those Apple stores. Like, how come those Apple stores are always busy, man? I mean, how many motherfuckers got Apple, bro? I mean, and and, and not only that, why are y'all always in the goddamn stores? Phone breaking down or something like what the fuck is going on? I don't. Listen. Anyway, well, for y'all Apple motherfucking users, I mean, y'all might have the Sunday ticket available for y'all on y'all joint. So, hope that they uh, strike that deal with that man. I might, I might go ahead and switch. I'm talking all that shit, but I might go ahead and switch if they do that deal. That would be nice. Alright, um. Anything else? I got my boy, uh, LRP. He had did like a mock draft. I want to see if I can pull it up and let y'all know what he had. So y'all can, um, judge ourselves. This weekend, by the way, or last week, a lot of people made him some money. Um, I think the most exciting shit was for me was Saturday with the uh with the linemen and and, and the pass rushers and all them motherfuckers, linebackers and all that. The dude from um them Georgia boys, all the motherfuckers, but you know the 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 main one from Georgia, man, big dude, three fifty and shit, moving like a fucking. Like he's a fucking cat out that motherfucker. Man, that was impressive. That was definitely impressive. 
But as for my boy LRP, he did a little mock draft, and this is how it went for him. He took um, KT with the fifth pick, and then he fucked around and took um, Charles Cross, tackle, from Mississippi State with the seventh pick. And then in the second round with the 37th pick, he took quarterback Desmond Ritter from Cincinnati. And then um, in the third round with the 69th pick, he took linebacker from Cincinnati, going back-to-back Cincinnati guys, um, Darian Beavers. Okay, Darian Beavers. And then, um, you know, we have two third-rounders. So um, with another third-rounder, 79th pick, he took um, halfback Damian Pierce from Florida. And with the fourth pick uh, at 109, at tight end, he took Cade Alton from Washington. Okay. At fifth In the fifth round at 146, he took center Luke Fortner from Kentucky. Um, also, we had another fifth rounder at 171. He took wide receiver Reggie Robinson Jr. from SMU. And last but not least, with the sixth-round pick, at 183, he took tackle from Wake Forest, Zach Tom. Okay? So that is LRP's mock drive for you folks. Um, Y'all can chop it up. Uh, Put your opinions on it. Do what y'all want to do. I don't care. But that's what he got right now, being, um, what is that, post-combine, his post-combine draft, mock draft. So shout-outs to my boy LRP for doing his thing on that note. All right. He just gave me the thumbs up, I think, so, um. Either he's saying, okay, he'll be here, or he hears me and saying good shit for um, telling people my mock draft. Either way, shouts to LRP. He should be in the building soon, or whatever you'll hear from him. Um, all right, what else? What else do I have here? And I should go ahead and talk about hmm. somebody else did a mock draft let me see here let me see here who did this oh shit Zach Rosenblatt you know we um we read a few of his things on here so um let me go ahead and see what he has in his mock draft It's a long little article here, but I'm not even going to read all of that, right? I'm just read who he has picked and what he had said about the pick, because he got all that. Okay, so he's done a seven, well, this is his first seven-round mock draft with help from Pro Football Focus Trusty Mock Draft Simulator. Okay. 
So um, he, he used to help from Pro Football Focus. Zach Wilson Black. Here we go. In the first round, um, at number five, Zach Rosenblatt, he got the Giants taking tackle Akeem Akwanu, North Carolina State. It feels increasingly unlikely that Akwanu is still on the board when the Giants pick, but consider who goes ahead of him in this simulation was Aiden Hutchinson, Kyle Hamilton, Kayvon Thibodeau, and Evan Neal. That is a perfectly reasonable explanation. Oh, excuse me. That is a perfectly reasonable expectation. And if Aguanu goes in the top four, that means one of those prospects falls into the Giants' lap anyway. Aguanu was one of the biggest winners at the combine, both for his presence at the podium and in his athletic testing performance, namely running a four three nine. I mean, four nine three. Excuse me. I said a four three nine. Ooh boy, I would have been like, nah, we got you know, like what the fuck is the offensive lineman running that for? But anyway, four point nine three in a forty yard dash at three hundred and ten pounds. There are some who believe Aquanu could even be the number one pick to the Jaguars. By all accounts, he's already a potentially elite-level run blocker, even if he's still developing in pass protection. He's versatile enough to plug in at right tackle to complement Andrew Thomas on the left side. NFL Network's Daniel Jeremiah wrote that, worst-case scenario, he slides inside and becomes a Pro Bowl-caliber guard. Wow. NFL.com's Lance Zerline wrote that Aquanu is a gentleman in class and killer on the grass. The Giants will take that on an offensive line full of holes. At number seven, in the first round, he got us taken cornerback sauce Gardner from Cincinnati. Another big winner from the combine. It's not inconceivable that Gardner could get picked as high as fourth to the Jets. Gardner already carries himself with the swagger of a top cornerback, and he has a unique combination of size, 6'3", 190, and athleticism, 4.41 in a 40-yard dash. He also has ridiculous length with a wingspan of 79 inches. Whoa. He had three interceptions, three sacks, and five tackles for a loss last year, an indication that he's a talented blitzer, good for Wink Martindale's new aggressive defense. Gardner apparently also didn't allow a touchdown in coverage in any of his three seasons at Cincinnati. The Giants will likely trade Barry Barry in the coming days, leaving him with a hole at outside cornerback across from Adoree Jackson. Gardner should be able to step right in. That will fill that void as the number one corner, a crucial position in Martindale's defense in the modern pass-heavy NFL. In the modern pass-heavy NFL, yeah. I'm sorry, I said that right, but I thought I fucked it up. But anyway, on to the second round. In the second round, at number 37, he got us taking edge rusher boy Muffy from Minnesota. 
If the Giants don't pick an edge rusher in the first round, this is viewed as one of the deeper positions in the class, and they should be able to bring in an Aziz Ajilari-esque contributor in the second round. I went with Mafe over some others on the board, such as Kingsley Ogunbury, Arnold Agbakati. These names, bro. Uh, well, anyway, sorry if I butchered. Because of his ceiling, last year the Ravens drafted a similarly raw pass rushing prospect in Odafe Owa, and he already looks like a future Pro Bowler. Martindale and Giants outside linebackers coach Drew Wilkins tooted Owa, and they can do the same with Mafe, a freakish athlete that has had an impressive pre-draft process dating back to the Senior Bowl. At the combine, Mafe, 6'4", 261 pounds, ran a ridiculous 4.53 in a 40-yard dash. With a 38-inch vertical, oh. He was more productive in college than Owa, too, getting seven sacks and ten tackles for a loss in 2021. All right. In the third round at number 69, he got his taking guard, Dylan Parham from Memphis. Expect the Giants to load up on offensive linemen. I expect them to sign a low-cost veteran or two in free agency, including at least one interior lineman. But that shouldn't stop them from taking a player like Parham, especially since they might need four offensive linemen this offseason. Not to mention death pieces for when injuries inevitably happen. They can they can't get into another situation like twenty twenty one where they're signing players off the street and then starting them a week or two later. Parham is a good athlete. He ran a four point nine three and a forty yard dash at three hundred and eleven pounds. And Zerline compared him to Andy Lavici, a former guard with the Bills, Titans and Falcons that played ten seasons. At the least, Parham should be able to step in as a top backup on the interior while pushing someone like Shane Lemieux for a starting job. The other third-round choice at number 79 he has is linebacker Damon Clark from LSU. The Giants need linebackers, especially if they part ways with Blake Martinez in the coming days. Tay Crowder has shown flashes of talent, but probably shouldn't be relied upon to lead a defense, especially one like Martindale's that puts enough value on linebackers that the Ravens drafted one, Patrick Queen, in the first round recently. Queen and Clark were once teammates, and Clark was extremely productive in 2021, getting 135 tackles, 15 and a half tackles for loss, five and a half sacks, one interception, and two forced fumbles for LSU. He has the versatility to play multiple linebacker spots and is solid as a run defender, though there are questions about his ability and coverage. In the fourth round, got us taken with my boy LRP had us taken as um, this guy, Kate Orton. Is that the fourth round that LRP had him as well? That would be very interesting. Mm, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see, let me see. Where you got him taking? Fourth round? Yep, 109. 
you on point LRP with, with your boy uh, Zach Rosenblatt here. Y'all both got K out and from Washington in the fourth round. The Giants tight end room is practically empty and will be if when they cut Caden Smith for cap savings like they did with Kyle Rudolph. Evan Ingram probably won't be back. Daniel Jones needs help at tight end, and the Giants probably don't have the money to pursue the top players in what looks like a talented free agent class. Luckily, this is viewed as a solid tight end class, especially in the middle round, and Arton is an intriguing option here in the fourth. He has a skill for getting open and is solid as a run blocker. I like that. Okay. Sean is looking to find his next Dawson Knox, who was picked by the Bills in the late third round a few years ago. Maybe that could be Alton. Sounds something like it. Good shit, LLP. I'm starting to get on board. Okay. Fifth round. They got us taking. Oh, my gosh. Is this another one you was on? Did you take his shit, LLP? Did you take his shit? Because y'all got back-to-back right picks here. Because in the fifth round, just like you, he took center Luke Fortner in Kentucky. From Kentucky, excuse me. The Giants met with Fortner in Indianapolis, and at minimum, he should be good enough to back up whoever shown signs of free agency to play center. Or he can push to start. Fortner has good size at center, 6'4", 307 pounds, and has the flexibility to play guard, too. All right. Good shit, my boy, LRP. Looking good out there, all right? Now, I like this pick right here. This is, I guess, Black Freezy took him as his son, but I am high on this kid. Everybody knows I love the pocket rockets dudes, man, and this, he's the epitome of it. He He's another... Um, Austin Eckler from the Chargers. He's another one of them. He's in that mode. I'm telling y'all, man, the boy's bad. His name is running back Tyler Batty from Missouri. And I'll be happy if this was true. We take him in the fifth round at 171. The Giants hopefully have learned their lesson about spending too much money or high draft picks at running back. They cut Devontae Booker and need to find a backup for Saquon Barkley if he is not traded anyway. But there is no reason to invest anything more than a late-round pick to find a backup. Batty, 5'8", 197 pounds, is small, but he has a highly productive, but he was highly productive in 2021. He had 1,600 yards rushing, 18 total touchdowns, and would offer a nice change of pace from Barkley as a potential third down back with pass-catching skills. He ran a 4-4-5 in a 40-yard dash at the combine, too. Yeah, that's a great pick. I would love it. Or my or my son, the rooster. But either one of them, let's do it. And he got us taken in the sixth round at 183, wide receiver Danny Gray from SMU. The Giants still might move on from Sterling Shepard if he doesn't agree to the play cut. And Darius Slayton could be on the chopping block, too. That would leave the Giants with Kadarius Tony and Kenny Galladay as their primary wide receivers, and neither proved to be especially reliable last year. Even if the Giants, hold on, give me.
Sorry, I had my nephew coming out of nowhere. But um, even if the Giants keep the keep Shepard injury prone and or Slayton coming off work off his worst year, they should be looking to add cheap talent at wide receiver that could be developed. Gray at six feet one eighty six ran a blistering four point three three in a forty yard dash at the combine and averaged sixteen point four yards per catch at SMU last year. He looks like a legitimate deep threat that can be developed to at least replace Slayton, who was once a fifth-round pick that became productive as a rookie. And that is it for Zach Rosenblatt's Giants mock draft. I ain't mad at it. I ain't mad at it. That's what it happens. I'll be cool with all those picks right now. Now, let me see if I got couple of my boys on here with me. I got some callers. Yeah, I do. I got my man. Eight of children one from the Bronx with me. I got Nacho in the box with cheese as well with me. What's going on, fellas? What it do? What y'all thinking? How y'all feeling? Peace, God. Y'all all jump at once. You got your phone muted or something. I don't know. But y'all on the air with me. We out here. I just went over Zach Rosenblatt's um, Giants mock draft. I went over LRP's um, Giants mock draft. I spoke on some things that I felt about what's going on in Giant land. You know, I'm, all, I'm all chopped out. So... Whenever y'all feel like coming on and saying something, please do so. Ah, yeah. That was good. Okay, while I'm waiting on them, get their shit together. See if I can see anything else worth Just join the Titans coach and staff. Oh, wow. Hey, Shanks. Okay. So, real quick, I, I hear you, Nacho. Finally. Thank you, bro. <laughs> but, um, uh, real quick, um, the Titans hired my man, our man, Super Bowl hero for the Giants, Chase Blackburn as an assistant special teams coach. Um, so, shout-outs to Chase Blackburn getting a job with the Tennessee Titans as um, an assistant special teams coach. What's going on, Nacho? I'm kind of headed out. I'm driving home right now. But uh, Calvin Ridley suspended for all the next year for gambling. Did you talk about that yet? No, I have not. I didn't see that. See, that's why I'm... 
saying. He was away from the team in November. He was away from the team in November for a a non-illness or some, or an illness or something. I don't remember. And the exact wording they used. Uh, he gambled and bet on the Falcons. Uh, they found out he's suspended for all of next year. Wow. So, um, you know, I was just giving LRP a lot of praise for his mod drive just now. And then, um, you know, I gave him a lot of praise for his he being on point with these quarterbacks lately. Um, he's been on fire. He's been on fire. And I even asked him to look for another one this year. And, um, I ain't like nothing he, he presented to me, but one of those guys was Ritter, and he's has he has been banging the table for Ritter, and so to hear this, it's like oh man, I can't wait to hear from LRP, man. Um, boy, listen, listen, listen. Calvin Ridley, wide receiver for the oh, I thought you said Desmond Ritter. Wow, Calvin Ridley. Oh wow. That's my guy, too. That's my guy. Wow. Wow. That's interesting. That's very interesting. That's a stupid, like, <laughs> that's a stupid mistake. Like, why would why would you do something like that, though? Like, now, I didn't see a college player doing some stupid shit like that. But you're in the pros, and you're making millions of motherfucking dollars. And you're going to do some shit like that? I don't know what's wrong with these dudes these days, bro. I don't know. Shit just be bugged out, man. Bro, all you got to do is just give somebody else the money. That's one of the dumbest things I don't understand. Like, Somebody else. I mean, I maybe you don't trust nobody, but you don't even trust the Obama. It's like, hey, put this bet for me, put this bet for me. Like, you do that, there's nothing legal with that. She's making the bet. Just, like, I don't know, man. No, it ain't even no explanation, bro. Even even talking about getting somebody else to do it, like, that's it. Like, seriously, it's not worth it. That's where you get to the to the parts where you think like, I right, this certain thing worth it, and sitting there trying to make a flip of whatever money you put down, and you trying to make a flip of that money when you got millions in the bank that you are jeopardizing doing so. I just I you pity to me. That, 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 that's the kicker, Shakes. You wonder how much money he spent? Yeah, go ahead. $1,500. 1,500. That's the preliminary numbers they got coming out now, whether or not he made multiple bets across multiple platforms. Uh, I don't know about that, but as of right now, the first numbers that are coming out is he wagered around $1,500 in money. Um, on the Atlanta Falcons. Now, somebody be like, oh, that's not a lot of money. Well, with the right bets, 
and the right profit and the right things that you can turn that fifteen hundred dollars into a lot of money for sure. But as it pertains to him spending money, no, that's I probably used fifteen hundred dollars since I was illegal in Arizona. So that's definitely not like obviously anything. I think the craziest thing about this whole situation is um, my background's probably loud and exactly I'm driving. Sorry, but the, the, the craziest thing about this is that like he's away from the team. Uh, with whatever he was away from the team for, and uh, he um, just thought he'd make some bets. I, I don't, you know, it just doesn't make sense. Like, it, like you know you're not allowed to. Um, I mean, every year we talk about P. Rose. We're like, it's just you know you're not supposed to. Like, you, it's just like, it's dumb. We all understand. We get it. We, we know, like, how much does he really know being away from the team? And, like, you know, it's just the likelihood that he's going to call Matt Ryan and the boys and be like, throw this game, and we're going to make, you know, $30,000. Like, come on now. That's, so that type of stuff doesn't really make much sense to me about why they can't bet and stuff like that. Um, maybe if we make rules about them not betting on their own team, um, that you know, that, that I, don't, I don't see a problem with that, but – well, we know the rules are stupid. They're, they're dumb. Um, I mean, we know we know the rules are dumb. I mean, look at what New York's doing with the COVID thing. I mean, everybody but a new new a Brooklyn Nets player who's unvaccinated. Everybody else in the building can be unvaccinated but him, and he still can't play. And everybody else, even opposing players, they can play. It's so weird. The rules are just are made for whatever reason. They're just made and. I just, I just don't get it. Again, if we want to talk about stupidity and him being a dumb person and whatever, yo, I made a $1,500 mistake super drunk one night, and I have nowhere near as much money as Calvin really had. So I understand if you want to be a dumbass one night and make a dumb mistake. However, my $1,500 mistake didn't cost me 16 NFL checks or 17 NFL checks. So I understand um, I don't know how the money works in that situation, but I understand, or I get, like, you want to call him an idiot and dumb and stupid, it's very, 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 like, I'm not against that, but also, situationally, the rules are fucking stupid. Like, well, what does he know more than I know, realistically, if he's been away from the team for so long? And like I said, he, he's not, there's no team in, in NFL history that's going to receive a call from a wide receiver or any player and throw a game for any amount of money. I, I mean, I don't think so. I just, it's just, I mean, maybe, you know, one player or something, but yeah, I, I don't know. Those, those rules are just, they're, they're in place for, for no reason, I don't think. And, I mean, they literally tell these guys you can't bet while flying a FanDuel or a DraftKings banner underneath them every time they score a play. So, I, I mean, we already know the hypocrisy that is that. But uh, the rules are rules, and you can't do dumb stuff, man. If, as much as I don't think it's dumb, as much as I don't give a shit about it, it's a rule. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it just, it's just how it's got to be, and it sucks. But I, I'm really interested to see how the NFLPA and how they handle this moving forward um, and how and how betting in these, these leagues – now that every single league, every single pretty much team has a sponsored by a sports book, 
in almost all leagues across the three major sports, it's going to be interesting to see how they're going to regulate that. Um, you know, guy who's playing on a 10-day contract, he makes a quick bet at a bar. Is he going to get in trouble? A guy who's, you know, just called up from the minor leagues who was just at a casino laying bets on the team he's about to play for, you know, like, how, when do we draw the line at what's fair and not fair at this point? You know what I mean? It's like we're letting everyone around them do it. We're letting – we're flying the banners in front of them. Uh, on, on the stadium itself, you're walking – there's, like, FanDuel books and DraftKings books being built in stadiums now. One stadium centrally located where in the gambling central city of, of the world. So, like, I don't know, man. It, it's kind of dumb to me, but like I said, and I've been saying, rules are rules, and we all got to follow them even though we don't want them. It was just dumb to me, like, for you to try and make a flip of that money when you already got millions in the bank. Now, if you're doing that and there's no repercussions, then okay, fine. But you're telling me that you are jeopardizing millions of dollars for a flip of fifteen hundred. You see what I'm saying? It's just, it's going backwards to me and it's stupid. I'm sorry, I, I I cannot really look at that shit and even though I'm saying I may agree with you to a certain standpoint on it's it's a stupid rule but I get it on the standpoint of you don't want these players dictating the outcome of these games because, you know what I mean, they got some stake in it. You don't want them to do none of that shit. So I get the rule that's in place of it. But what I don't understand is if I am getting millions of dollars and then somebody says, yo, make this bet for 1500 And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's what's up, man. I can do that. I put this bet in. But then, you know what I mean, whether I come to it or somebody comes and says, well, you know, you know you can get in trouble and, and you can possibly lose your job or get suspended at your job. Oh, that shit ain't worth it for me then. It's not worth it. I'm getting too much money to do what I do to jeopardize that shit for a $1,500 flip. That's dumb to me. That's stupid. So... Yeah, again, I, I would I would agree with you if we 100% know this guy has not taken a single sip of alcohol, done any kind of external extracurricular activity. Like, if that if you tell me that's the case and he's a level level-minded person at the moment of gambling, I believe you. But I'm inebriated. I'm away from my team. My team's about to play. I'm in a sports book. I'm hammered. I'm still drinking. Fuck it. Matt Ryan gonna throw for 300 yards. That's my man. Fuck it. We gonna put 300 on that. And we gonna put 300 on it. We gonna put 200. On. Like so. Again, are you dumb? Are you stupid? Yeah, but I'm not gonna argue with that. But I just I don't know if someone's in their right mind doing that. That's what I'm saying. 
like I don't know if anybody in the correct state frame of mind, no alcohol, no drugs, no nothing, whether it be, you know, from marijuana to ayahuasca, it don't matter. If you're a level-headed, there's no one who's in the NFL who's doing that. I, that's why I firmly believe he's hammered, he's drunk. The bets, I don't know the exact bets, but I believe they were prop bets. Like, that's a, that, to me, that's a dude that's super hammered. And let's not get it twisted, whether we, they're, they're manly men or not, the brotherlyhood of being in the team sport, and he is not no bench player. This dude's a starter. So him being away from his team, getting in the fields maybe, missing the commodity of the team, seeing him on TV, fuck it, I'm going to waste $59. I'm hammered. I got the money. I don't give a shit. I'm not thinking about this dumbass rule or anything like that or whatever. So I, that's why, I mean, I'm I'm not going to sit here and debate you until he's not an idiot or whatever because it's that. I just have a firm belief that he wasn't in the right frame of mind, which means inebriation, whether it be just alcohol or like I said, any other kind of drug outside of that. And just, you know, I'm going to just bet on my homie because I'm just, we here. Yeah, we here right now. And I don't know, Shakes, if you've ever been in a sports book before, um, and I've only been in one or two, and I don't have that kind of money, but every time I spend every dime I have when I went in it. Because if you're with your boys and you walk into a sports book and you each got some money on you, you just feel this, like, you feel this euphoric. Oh, we, we, we about to take this motherfucking whole casino. Because I know what we we know what we're talking about, boys. And you shake your hands, you take a shots, and you drinking drinks, and then, hey, don't nobody let Ridley bet, all right? He can't bet. NFL player can't bet, all right? We all watching him, okay? All right, another, another round of shots. Some more tequila, you know, whiskey, you know, uh, fucking scotch, whatever. We shot, shot, you know, kamikaze. Where, where's Ridley at? Oh, I don't know. He over there. He's he talking to the sportsbook lady. All right, whatever. Like, I can see how that atmosphere just, I don't give a shit. I'm putting money on my people. Yeah. I miss my I, dog, I, Matt Ryan. I miss my dog, Pitt. So that's the only thing I can say. But at the end of the day, you got to have some people around you to look out for you. And you can't make those dumb decisions. Even, I guess, even if you are inebriated to a certain extent. But I just, man, it's just, to me, and I heard I get it. I get it. I get it. Caught up in the moment, I get it, and all that other stuff, right? My what I'm and what I'm um getting more clearer in the story is more as we talk about it is like okay, so obviously he wasn't playing. So on a on a different aspect, I'm gonna say if the dude is not even playing and can't even um, cause no harm into the game, like he has no. Uh, he can't score a touchdown. He cannot. He can't uh, drop a pass or nothing. You know what I'm saying? Like he's not even on the field. And if he's not even on the field, he can't even dictate the outcome of this game. So yeah, go ahead and let that dude fucking bet. Why not? Why not? But what I'm saying is for a guy that is in the game, he's playing and he's betting on his game because he's so confident that he's gonna fuck these guys up. Now I can see where the NFL is like, oh no. Cause you know what I'm saying, like, like you you could dictate the outcome of this game. 
You know what I'm saying? Now, I understand that aspect, but for him to get um, suspended and he wasn't even playing, even if it's for your team or not, if you're not even playing and you're not even causing no, um, you're not dictating any outcome of the game, then he shouldn't even been in trouble for this shit. That's my opinion of it. But I still think that the dude was dumb as hell for fucking uh, jeopardizing Millie for a $100 fucking flip, bro. Like, that's stupid. We also got L.I. Oh, no, I just want to say this real quick. Even the league says today, the league says, he did not use or share inside information. No games were compromised in any way, and he did not play in any of the games on which he had put wagers on. So I don't know how, you know, I'm, I don't see a problem with none of that. Well, sorry, LRB, I didn't mean to step on you. Hey, you good, bro. <clears throat> you good. What's, up? What's, what's going on? Peace, peace, guys. Peace, guys. Calvin oh. Ridley. Yeah, Calvin, Calvin Ridley. Bend it. Uh, making bets and shit. Yeah, bet, bet. <laughs> That's a bet. Let's tell it. Peace, peace, Kings. Let me ask a question, brother. Is that man wrong? Did he jeopardize the integrity of the game? I'm asking. I heard everything. I heard everything. Is that man wrong? He was not playing. He did not make any illegal bets, right? It's just he's in the NFL and he betted on what he thought was going to happen. Yeah. Wins, losses, yeah. no, no illegal bet as he was in a legal state and or he was on a sports book. So no illegalness. No illegalness. No illegal bet, but he betted on his team. But he wasn't and playing. And, and they were we and, lose and without mistaken, me. And real quick, and if, not, if I'm not mistaken, they were positive bets. They weren't bets about losing and not like that. They, I think they were. I have to figure it out, but I think they were prop bets for like you know Matt Ryan getting over this amount of yards or something like that. I'm just using that as an example. I don't think that was the so, exact bet. So, don't quote so me. Let me but, make so. sure I got this right. If you are a player in the National Football League, which this is definitely something I've never heard of or don't know, so please educate me. You are not allowed to make sports bets? Somebody please get that for me so I don't have to be this ignorant. I don't think you can on your sport. I don't think so. That is is the most insane thing I've ever heard in my life, bro. I get it now. Calvin, you know what? Take the year off. Get your mental health right. Keep yourself training and become a free agent. We're going to have some money. I hope they cut you and you can come over here. I know ain't nobody yeah, opposed to Calvin Ridley. No, no, I don't know. But, okay, you so, know what I mean? Again, like I so, said, I still feel like it was stupid to even go ahead and jeopardize your money like that. But I still I feel like that the rule in place is dumb. You know what I'm saying? Now, again, if he's out there playing, now I get that. If he's out there playing and he's on the field and he made a bet on the, on his game, I get that. But the dude not even course. playing, this man is in the casino while they playing. You going to penalize him? So, both you know what, though, Shakes? I'm going to keep it a thou while. I get ignorant and stupid things. 
me personally, right? You my man, Montana. Take this fifteen hundred, bro, and put it down over there for me. That's what that, I was that's, just about to say. You know what I'm saying? Why like that. Oh, okay. So the 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 letter of the law. I'll read it as fast as possible. And if a personnel are prohibited and restricted from engaging in the following gambling relative, related activities, regardless of whether such activities are legal or illegal, betting on football, all NFL personnel are prohibited from placing, solicitating, or facilitating any bet, whether directly or indirectly through a third party, on any NFL game, practice, or other event. This includes betting on a game outcome, scores, statistics, um, performance of any individual participant, or any con- any other kind of prop bet on which on which wagering is offered. Um, also says the handbook goes on to state that NFL personnel, all NFL personnel, are prohibited from gambling on any professional or amateur sporting event while also discussing breakout issues from gambling on games such as saving points or fixing games. So his punishment goes under Section 7, which is apparent or alleged violations of the policy by NFL personnel will continue to be decided by the commissioner, yada, yada, yada. Okay, yeah. So he just broke a specific one, which was betting on the team, I guess. But he is actually not just suspended for the next year. That is the minimum amount of time he is suspended. So at the end of next year, they are going to review his case, and he may be also suspended even longer. So he's just That's indefinitely bullshit. suspended at minimum through the end of next year. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. That is bullshit. Yeah, thank you, LRP. Speak on it, please, bro, to the letter. Please, because I'm about to say some things right now that's going to make me just get upset right now at the NFL. I know damn well if this was Aaron Rodgers, okay? We're going to use him, all right? I guarantee you if this was Aaron Rodgers, they would have found a way to swept it under the rug. If it was Matthew Stafford, if it was, any, if it was Joe Burrow, they would have swept this under the rug. You trying to tell me for $1,500 when you ain't even active in the NFL, you ain't even playing in the NFL, you in mental health counseling, doing things to help better yourself because you're in a position of need and you found yourself in the casino gambling on your team that you play for, not illegally at all, this is the penalty? This man did not commit and a violent a, crime whatsoever. And it's a double-edged sword, too, because if you're going to say that a player's on IR or for guys on the public or if it's off-season or you can't have workouts, you can't have this, coaches can't do this, you're not even allowed in the building. you got to go do other things other way because technically you don't have a team. You're not even a part of the NFL right now because NFL is closed, as they like to put it. So what are you saying now when the dude is off and he's already checked out? He's already took a leave of absence. He said that. So he has nothing to do with you. He's on a leave of absence. That has nothing to do with nothing, man. That's some bullshit right there. That's some bullshit. We, we, we know what that. it is, LRP. We know what it is. And if the NFLPA don't stand up for this this case right here, I'm going to be pissed off with them because it shows me that they about a bunch of bullshit too. 
especially with all this Rooney ruling and all this situation going on with Brian Flores, you're going to choose to focus on Calvin Ridley, little 1500 measly-ass dollars compared to what he got in the bank and all that. That's us. Us, us betting 1500 is a little thing. You know what I'm saying? Let's talk about that for a minute. But Calvin Ridley, come on, man. Come on, fellas. This is just beyond ridiculous at this point. You would think that man punched two people in the face and ran somebody over. Aldrick Rosas is still in the NFL after what he did. Wow. Motherfucker. By the way, either chosen one, uh, no player has ever been suspended for a full year after beating a person, whether it be their wife or another person, man or female. No NFL player has ever been suspended for a full NFL season. For inflicting pain on another person. Yeah. And, he, and, and he, he dealt the cause. They ain't going to let me deal the cause. Might as well call it white guy. Dude, a man beat up a woman and threw her on assault rifles on a bed, and he got six games. Y'all hear this? Facts. Yeah, okay, yeah, now, Ray Rice, we can talk. Okay, wait, wait, wait. It's I got to get back, Ray Rice. Ray Rice ain't never seen a light of day since that elevator video. But yo, other than that, <laughs> Joe Mixon. When have we like? And he, Joe Mixon, uh, took her face off. Let's get that out there. And that ain't jokes. Mm-hmm. That's real. We don't real. shake down, not promote domestic violence whatsoever. No kind of violence unless it's the game of football where they have equipment for the violence. But let's move forward. Took her face. No, that's what it's saying. Literally. That's exactly what it's no, saying. No, but, but the, 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 the NFL just, the NFL doesn't care. As long as you don't hurt their money, you can hurt a person. If you don't hurt their but money, you can hurt you a make money. But damn, if oh, you yeah, make money. Oh, yeah, no, you can't make money. That, that's hurting their money, though. That's what I'm saying, LRP. You can't hurt their money. If it's hurting their, you making money is hurting their money. But if you want to hurt someone else, they don't give a shit. You know, they'll sweep it under the rug and let you kick footballs in New York for years. They don't give a shit. Like, I mean, the greatest lesson that anybody can teach any of these people who think this way and ride this way and continue to institute laws, penalties, and so on and so forth to force upon said behavior, man, you remove all of that shit and you make them motherfuckers put them in the goddamn project. Straight off some uh, riches from trading places. They ain't going to find that Eddie Murphy, bro. They're going to fall. You ain't going to find no Eddie Murphy out there to help you out when you're in them streets. You ain't. Take all of them off of it. But the hell all of them. Take them money. Strip them money. Boom. Tomorrow you wake up in fucking Compton. With $35 in your bank account. We also got Dan C. from Cali out here. I don't know if he's just listening, but you are on air with us whenever you want to speak. You can, brother. I hope that's you, 310. Oh, yeah, that's me. What's up, guys? Peace, Scott. Yep, I'm working. I'm just listening. But My I'll fellow gambling. Yeah, you like, I like that? To get you down. like that video, Dan? You like that? Yeah. yeah. He almost yeah, got away. Funny. He almost did, man. I wanted to sign him. Yo, that's crazy. Only in New York City does a dude jump <laughs> out of the window of a 
the back of a police car handcuffed and make moves. He got half yeah, a block. To, to bring the audience up to speed, he sent me on Instagram a dude jumping out a window and handcuffs. Almost got away, dude. That cop okay, slipped yeah. the tackle, but on the gambling thing, I think this oh, yeah, is bad. This is hilarious. Yeah, dude, all my bad. No, no, on the comeback. All good. I just was gonna say on the gambling thing, it's just it's bad all around, man. It's bad. The NFL looks bad. Ridley looks bad. It all looks bad. So I think it'll, you know, I just. I just want Ridley to stop tweeting and be quiet about it. You already took a leave of absence for your mental health. Let this, you know, he needs a, a no man in his corner to say, hey, bro, put the phone down. You don't have to defend yourself. If we've learned anything over this, like, two-year span, three-year span, just give the news cycle a day or two. It'll either get buried and settled down the road and kicked, down the, kicked under the rug but you lighting the flame to it and causing more attention by tweeting about it and defending yourself is no good. That's never going to work. What's going to work is this, the NFL stupid by ma- by making this a situation, especially the denomination and him having a, a leave of absence. Um, that it just kind of shows you that the league is in an is in an older state of mind. You know, they're trying to beat the, beat an Adam Schefter, beat a Jay Glazer to the story. They see that they probably got, who knows, behind the scenes, back doors, what people are saying they have on a player. So they want to beat the story by suspending him. And it's just it's just bad on all fronts. It's not good for the NFL as a brand. It's not good for Calvin Ridley. But for him as a personal, like as a person, as the entity against the organization is the shield. I just wish his agent or somebody would snatch his phone and be like, hey, just zip it, bro. Like, this will get handled. Don't worry about it. It ain't going to get fixed on Twitter. You know? That's a fact. Put the phone down. Don't even worry about it. Change the subject yourself. It's like, man, did y'all go in Davis this weekend? Whoa. <laughs> I swear to God, if I was me, that's what I'd if he wanted to play it real right, he could have countered and said, I, what's the matter? I don't even know if I'm coming back. As far as I'm concerned, I'm working on my mental health, and I was just uh, entertaining myself with my homies. I don't even know if I'm going to play in the NFL, put it back on them. Or I called DraftKings on the side and say, hey, this shit is so dope. I, w- I was playing on it. What's, what do you got on the endorsement deal? Well, that's made some business moves. Calvin, if you're listening, I'll say flip that shit, huh? Yeah, I'll spin it, dog. And that's what they'll do on you, so you might as well pay five or five. That's what you got to do in the age of the narratives. That's where we're at now, the age of spin, the narrative. Yeah, me losing that fifteen hundred made me almost want to come back and make some real cash. It's just sad. You got it all. You got it all mapped out, huh? What you would have said? They wouldn't have got you. Me up, dude. They wouldn't have got you. Listen, man. I was thinking about retirement last week. Yeah. Talk about. <laughs> Talk about it's, it's just bad. 
It shows you the NFL, man. It shows you their hand that they're just still, no matter what they do to try to be politically correct in today's day and age, they're still just behind the times, man. Because why are you making such a big deal about it? Let a reporter beat you to this story. Who cares? Are you serious? Who cares? We don't even know. Calvin Ridley, we hope he's well. We hope he's working on his mental health, and we hope he's okay. We'll address that um, with, the, with the negotiations when he comes into the building. If he's an Atlanta or if he's a Falcon next year, that's when we'll discuss it. But for right now, all we know is he's taking a leave of absence, and we don't. Man, we, let we're me not know, sure. We, we hope he's okay. And be like, Jerry, you got to understand. This man literally walked away from the game that he loves for his mental health. He wanted to get himself right. He needed. He was suffering so many losses. The Falcon. Everybody. Bro, maybe he walked away because he, he has a gambling problem. If that's the case, we want to get him help. We don't know the the whole the whole uh, scenario here. Who knows? Let it play out. So in that your billion dollar organization. Please understand that this man needed some championship win. I'm I'm but using hey, my honestly, mindset and I'm pleading insanity to everything. You understand? I was not in my right mind. I was gambling because I didn't understand. I, I'm using it all. 521. It's happening. And I lost I'm, in Madden seven times in a row. I just wanted to go out with the fellas and have a good time. And I figured I can finally win something. And I did. That's right. my you gotta, yo, I'm going hard. I, so I already right. LRP already left due for mental health reasons, the depression. Right. From what I understand, anxiety. right? I'm I'm using all of that to my advantage, man. And from what I understand, he he was doing it on his phone from his from his own house. So I mean, that's how. They nah. From the, yeah, that's what I read. That, nah, I'm I'm done. Yaka had his topic. I'm good. <laughs> but either way, both sides jumped the gun. I wish for Calvin Ridley's sake he would just stop talking and let it all play out. There'll be another news story in about six hours, so just chill. But no, nah, I'm yeah, going to say it again. It's something wrong in the world when someone throws and literally causes bodily harm for a pawn, straight you know, assault on the penal code. And doing something crazy like that, and only getting six games, man, game, you know, bet on a box bet, a parody bet, at that, at his on at home, away on the leave of absence. So, and he gets a whole year. Something wrong with the world, not you know. So, these people are ridiculous, and it's just a, a way to throw your weight around. Like, who the fuck is you? I just called to chime in on that subject because you guys know I like to get down, so I wanted to talk about it. But I, I am lis- working and listening, so thank you for the show. And thanks for chiming in on Charlie's spaces, man. That was, that was hilarious earlier today. Charlie, man, get, getting crafty with it. Right. Good for him. Yeah. Good for him. Perfect for me. I was in real time. Really tough. We love, we love C Murder. He ain't no host though. We love. I'm, I can say that because I love him. So I can say that. So this Charlie. Oh my God. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I love him though, man. We love him. 
Nipsey Murder, we love you, bro. So Roger Goodell told Calvin Ridley, your actions put the integrity of the game at risk, threatened to damage public confidence in professional football, and potentially undermine the reputations of your fellow players throughout the NFL. For decades, gambling on NFL games has been considered among the most significant violations of league policy, warranting the most substantial sanction in your case. I In your case, I acknowledge and commend you for your promptly reporting of, for an interview and for your admitting of your actions. Roger Goodell, you know, I got to say one more thing. And I know this is probably going to fire all you guys up. I don't know if it's already been said because I was half listening as I was working. But someone sent a tweet out that said, you guys are going to talk about the integrity of the game, but what, wasn't there a report that the Miami Dolphins were offering Brian Flores 100000 a game for everyone he lost? That's a fact. You know what I mean? So, that's a and fact. that's not we're my, that's not my uh, independent thought. I read that on Twitter and thought, damn, that, yeah, what are you guys talking about integrity for? even more reason to sweep this under the rug and let it settle itself. But again, I think it's today's day and age with Twitter and everybody being a reporter, whether it's you, me, or Charlie starting his spaces, everybody is trying to be a reporter, right? So they had to try <laughs> to beat it to the punch and they, oh, and they oh, put gasoline on the fire and they caused more attention. It's going to be, it's going to end up in negative attention than them blasting Calvin like this. Tomorrow can be on first take on skip. And Shannon, all that, and everyone's going to be in oh, Calvin's yeah, corner. Loud. Yeah, loud. So yeah, I just want to leave it at that. But why don't you come down hard on an organization allegedly offering a hundred thousand dollars to a coach who now doesn't have a job? Yes, he he. I don't know if he got that job in Pittsburgh. I I don't know if he got hired, but he doesn't have a job right now. And he was offered a hundred grand for everyone he lost and got canned at the end of the year. That's integrity. That's that's an assault on the shield. So. And that's hundred thousand no, a game. This dude had a fifteen hundred dollar bet. Oh, sorry. Real, real quick. I just and no, no offense to the people that I love. you I know I don't have this kind of heart, but I do have this kind of vision, and that is because the reason why that didn't happen is because they don't want to point the spotlight in the right direction. Yeah, see, I just made that up. That was dope, right? Point it's, spotlight it's quite, in the right direction. Okay. I, I'll it's quite you, evident I'll when you look exactly, at Miami, I mean, look at Miami. <laughs> what, 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 the, whole, the whole year in question. Caucasian, so it doesn't matter. The, the whole year in question for Miami was the year we were all scratching our head on why this dude was pulling Tua and putting in Ryan Fitzpatrick. That's the whole year we're talking about. The whole year is the year we, every Sunday or Monday or even Tuesday, we come in here talking about, yo, how did Ryan do that? Why did they pull Tua out and put Ryan in? Or, why, you know, this and that. Like, why does Tua have nine wins when really Ryan Fitzpatrick has seven of them? Like, those type of things were being talked about. Like, what is, like, like, like you know what I'm saying? So, as soon as he said, as soon as I read $100,000 to lose, I, oh, he did it. He, he, he told him that. And... Brian Flores said, I'm not going to sit here and let Tua lose us all these games. I'm going to put Ryan Fitzpatrick in, and I'm going to win these games. That's what I read from it. No, let's and stay on that. Absolutely. Absolutely. He wanted to win, Post bro. State. Ridiculous, bro, because you talk about the integrity of the fucking game. And my bad, Eden Chosen. I, I just, these refs, 
have been fucking up these games on like 20, 95 going south, man, and blatant stuff, and you refuse to have any accountability for that. All of a sudden now you want to have accountability for the integrity of the game and still you lose games because of your boneheaded nitwit as official st- uh, process and all the people who operate as an official. These people fuck up royally, royally they fuck up, like unbelievable. And you want to sit there and talk about integrity? Fuck out of here. That was all I wanted to say. Your fucking refs, start there before you start throwing stones, motherfucker. I can't stand a motherfucker to sit on the sidewalk after he just did some dumb shit and then double down by saying some little oath like y'all really practice it. You gluttonous sons of bitches. Gotta hear. They, LRP, let me tell you, man, I hate the fact that everything has to be human judgment. And what I mean by that is it's, we, we, we look at situations like Calvin really. We look at situations like Brian Flores. We look at situations like Aldrick Rojas, uh, our, hunter, our, our, our other kicker from before. You know, and we say to ourselves, when is the equality ever going to happen? And the truth of the matter is, LRP and my brothers, it's never going to happen. We can act like it. We may win some victories here or there, but it's never going to happen. It's too deeply rooted for it to actually become an even thing. And and that's just it. We're going to have to deal with that because we're going to keep fighting this uphill battle. We're still fighting it in 2022. Like, it's not going to happen. I feel bad for Calvin Ridley. I feel bad for the situation. And hopefully Roger Goodell will do something just to, you know, make sense of it. Because that's ridiculous. This man should not miss a whole entire NFL season after taking himself off the roster with a personal decision because of his mental health have to pay for it in a situation that's unnecessary over $1,500. Come on, you guys. Come on. Real, real quick, can I, can I, I know we ain't, you know, internationally known, but Emmanuel Ancho can sit the fuck back and eat a whole bag of big dicks. And if I ever see him, I'm never going to say that to his face because he's probably like really bigger than me, but he needs to just shut the fuck up. Posting and, a video. And his name of Calvin Ridley and talking about he throwing games because of some, you are the dumbest motherfucker. You don't know how Twitter works. And I hope you're getting killed right now on Twitter. I never liked him from the beginning. He's what you call Jay Reed at the end of the movie. I don't like his voice. I don't like his style. I don't like looking at him. I don't like hearing him. I've only watched him speak one time and have been a murderous assassin against his public figure since then. I will burn his whole entire clothing set. I cannot stand him, bro. I I listened to him for eight minutes one time, gave him a chance, and, yo, I swear I had tinnitus the rest of his conversation. I, I, I can't stand that dude, bro. Yeah, he. I'm not even going. It. 
ridiculous. It's, it's ridiculous. I'm not. I, I'm gonna. He's going to tweet. I'm not talking. I'm not saying Calvin Ruby's throwing games, but this video is damning. Eyes wide open. Emoji like, bruh. You picked out one video. Like, what are you talking about? This is. I don't know, man. He just. He just be. He, he's a sucker, he's bro. So he's one of them dudes. He's one of them dudes who do anything to be thing. relevant. You know what I'm saying? Anything. Because anything to be relevant. relevant. He's one of those. Hey, Archer, I need mm-hmm. you to steal something out of your mother's drawer and, and put it on YouTube and make a video of it. Okay, Mom, Bob, don't kill me, Mom, and, and just go and do it. He just clown. He's corny. He's a straight-up clown. Yeah. Cake. We used to call dudes like him cakes when we were younger. Like, yeah, yeah cake. I know he don't sit with the brothers. Oh. When they be having them, when they be having the sit downs and the chill outs, you know what I mean. I know he ain't part of that. I know he's not a part of that. Where they like, yo, what up, man? We having a little cognac and cigar night. You know what I mean? Come through. I know he ain't calling. Hey, where everybody at? Hey, man, listen. The wife's sick. The kids sick. The dog sick. You know what I'm saying? I'm dope sick. I might be on heroin. We where you at on the moon? That's those type of lies you. Yo, I, I hate that dude. And, you know, I don't even know why you brought him up, Joe. I can't stand that dude. <laughs> For real, bro. People don't understand how much he is a sucker to the core. He, he's starting to be like, oh, fat dude Jason Whitlock is just tearing down minorities for just tearing down minorities' fake. Like, there ain't no shit he got to do other than sit there. I don't know, man. It's fucking ridiculous, and, bro. These motherfuckers yeah, bro, get and, and you can tell. You can tell. Like, when he talks, you like, oh, man, yo. He going there. Who y'all talking about? Emmanuel that clown that's with uh, Wiley. Wiley Acho, right? What's his name? He's, yep, um, yep. Uh, Marcellus Wiley and Emmanuel Marcellus Acho. Marcellus Wiley. And it's the other dude. I don't even like him. Oh, that much okay. He a whole. Yo, he a whole. Marcellus Wally is uh, living large, yo. Marcellus Wallace or Wally, whatever Wally. That dude <laughs> is um, he's living large, real life, and like you know, if that motherfucker was real. Y'all remember that movie, Living Large, with the dude from Living Single? Yeah. The dude just completely changed once he got on the uh, anchor and shit. Yeah, he became, he became an anchor man, and and every now and again they would flash to his face, and he looked like he was, you know, pasty. Yeah, like one of the characters when it would have right. It's like, nah, man, I'm still black. Nah, bro, nah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I can't stand myself as well. I thought Ocho Yo. was all right though. I didn't. Well, I haven't listened to him. Nah, bro, he ain't I, never I've been open. I mean, I don't know about. I think his brother's all right. If we, if uh, if if you might be thinking of him, but nah, he did his brother go joint called uh, um, what what got what made me start to watch him more or pay attention was when he started doing these things called uncomfortable conversations with a black dude. And the first one was all right. The second one was kind of, I was like, all right, that's that's peace. You know what I mean? If he in the cypher, be like, and he giving down his mathematics, I'd be like, that's peace. But 
Then he did the third one with, you know what I mean, them boys. And I didn't like that one at all. And I didn't like the fact that he didn't, he didn't say the right things. It's the problem. You finally get people in the room, you know what I'm saying, but then you, you don't say the right thing. There's nothing wrong with having Martin Luther King and Malcolm X and Louis Farrakhan with you. You can be, you can possess and say what you need to say and get your point across and possess and embody the essence of all three of those individual minds. Because holistically, you put them all three together. You got yourself a peaceful as unity and everybody's eating. So, and he didn't do that. And he created that thing, having me thinking that that's what it was going to be. From African Bubada really dropping the knowledge and the science and the Jews off some KRS one. We're going to teach you. We're going to bring you along. But he just pedaled the boat down the road. So that's why I was out on them from then on out. And then I saw little clips on that little show they had, and it was more of a circus like Jason Whitlock, like you said, not show. So I thought y'all was talking about somebody else. But yeah, I'm with y'all. I can't stand those dudes. They just. They know hatred drives clicks and drives you. Nobody, nobody, nobody's gonna question that a black man getting up and screaming against other black men is not gonna get a lot of clicks and views because people want to see why. Number one, and who? Number two. Like that's plain and simple. That's the only reason they're on TV. That's the only reason they're on Twitter. That's the only reason they're on YouTube. So that they can sit there and scream at other black men and tell them that they ain't shit and tell them what they doing ain't worth nothing from their chair in front of a in front of a camera. Like that's all they doing. They don't do nothing to help no communities, not even their own. But they line in their pockets, just like the old whites that they working for. So I ain't got like I said, I ain't got nothing to say to them. But I ain't never gonna see them anyway. But that shit is just ridiculous. Like the dude has clearly not clicked fixed games. The NFL clearly said they, he did not, and they investigated. So why would you come out and, even if you made or not made the video, post the video talking about he fixing games? How about you You fixed games in your career tackling 33 times in your whole last career? What you talking about? Uh, NFL You see what I mean? How he bring the vitriol out you. You see? That's why I don't like him, bro. Yo, I'm telling you, he one of them type of dudes, Nacho, that if we sitting in the room playing cards, we will do everything in our power to take his money and split it at the end of the night. I'll look at you and be like, yo, I'm telling you, bro. I'm, I'll be like, yo, I only got two in the possible. Nacho will be like, well, I'm folding. LRP be like, you know what? Well, I'm all in. And he'd be like, what? Oh, man, then I'm done. And we'll just look at each other. As soon as he walk out, like, all right, man, it was a tough loss. Yo, this one, two, three, four, five. That's you, one, two, three, four, five. Yo, I'm telling you, he's one of them dudes, man. And we don't, we won't feel no kind of way about it. He's, he's one of them dudes who won't feel no right. kind of way about it. He a sucker, man, to his core. That should be annoying, bro. Yo, I'm telling you, bro, that's why we do what we do. We hate annoying people. That's why we do what we do. So you know what time it is. Yo, E, I got you, bro. And we'll say something to each other in Spanish because we know he ain't going to know. It'd be wrong. It'd be wrong. It's suck too. So that's another area. Yeah, yo. 
I'm telling you. He is the fuck, All of that, they be wrong. I wanted to go. I went to go look up something real quick, so I put in Emmanuel Acho. Tell me why the first thing that came out says is a tweet. Emmanuel Acho has mastered the art of saying a lot without saying anything substantial. Man just talks for the take for the sake of talking. Back like like that. Yo, like, that didn't shut up this motherfucker. And and yo yo listen, Cho. If you ever listen to him, remember I told you I only listened to him for eight minutes. It was eight minutes of hell for me, bro. I'm telling you, I know, and and tinnitus only happens when a loud sound goes off and pops the eardrum in a way where it's actually, it's just definite. You know, his voice, his demeanor, his character, the way that he was trying to overpronunciate and articulate words for no reason. I'm like, yo, roof is roof. Well, the roof and the, tw-. I'm like, yo, why is this dude talking like somebody that grabbed Somebody got the gun to him in the back, like, pronounce it like this. Well, the things that have happened here before, I'm like, yeah, what's wrong with this dude? I couldn't do it. Yo, they he has nothing send to say. To school for that. Right. They send him to school to talk like that. And be all get it. crazy, monotone. And, well, yeah, that, that, not that, that, day, that doesn't help. That doesn't help. That's crazy. I hate when people talk, you know, like, I mean, well, Yes, they can. I don't know. I don't understand it. It's something in the frequencies they said that's manipulating and shit. That's why people be falling in love with the news and shit. See? See? Thank you, Lord. Lord. I, I know, bro. I told you I got tonight. Listen, why yeah, does Super Fantastic get 20 thing. million next year? I don't or think what? if he was on Wiley's, Marcellus Wiley's show, he wouldn't be on anything else. Oh no, he's not an attractive yeah, yeah, person. Yeah. Meaning that people yeah, don't want to tune YouTube. in to be like, "Oh, I'm gonna listen to Acho." Mm-hmm. Well, well, the old white ESPN would would push his shit, so he would be on like Fox got whoever or whoever got Jason Whitlock. They got him on like on their subscription based shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so he would be on the subscription base. So you'd have to subscribe to watch. Emmanuel Acho, because he'd have, like, his dumb shit on there. So, like, that's why this is fucking stupid, bro. I'm just so tired of future tight suits. Yo. That's right. Nasty. And you said, and you said, and you said if he wasn't, if he wasn't with Wiley, he wouldn't have a show. The old whites would make sure he have a show, like I'm saying, but he just wouldn't be on, you're right, he wouldn't be on the mainstream TV, but he'd yeah. be on that. He's he not attractive TV. at all, bro, when it comes to sports. He's not somebody that you like, yo, whoa, Acho coming on. Or you want to catch his series on YouTube if you missed him. Or you want to go back and play the podcast from the day that he spoke about something that was so relevant that all of us is, you know, intrigued with it. Like LeBron having 56. I don't want to hear him talk about that. No, he, sold his soul. He, he, he sold his soul for the money, and now he's just perpetrating what the old whites want him to say so that they don't look bad. That's all it is. Like Jason Whitlock. Like, why are you going to come out and destroy some of the greatest players of all time and have nothing to do with their sport? Like, yeah, he, he you coming out and you spending hours in your shows talking about dudes, and they're not even talking about any on-court, on-field accolades or anything. They're talking about a tweet about China or some dumb shit they did when they were on vacation. And why that doesn't make them the greatest of all time and shit. And it's like, 
this is ridiculous, guys. Can we just talk about, you know, like I'd rather listen to y'all talk about why Rodgers is the worst because he didn't get the COVID jab. Like that makes more sense to me to listen to than y'all sitting here and try to degrade more people of your own color just because, oh, whites are telling you to. Like it don't make no sense to me at all. Like, I don't know, man. I just don't get it. So, I mean, that's one of the things that we, we, you know, don't look at it on both sides. You know what I mean? And that's that's frustrating on itself. You know, pointing the finger. You can't point the finger at one person without pointing three back at yourself. And we can't. Mm-hmm. I, you know, it's like pulling teeth trying to even talk to somebody in the community about their foolishness on the other side of the spectrum. You know what I mean? It's like, motherfucker, just be balanced. Why you got to even go all the way fucking left or all the way fucking right? Just be who the fuck we were born to be. You know what I'm saying? The peaceful, forgiving-ass people. Forgiving-ass people. You know what I'm saying? And motherfuckers, you know, it's, it's just crazy. Because if you go in the hood and talk to motherfuckers, they don't want to eat. You know what I mean? We try to, you know, use this fucking, you know, try to be in the gorilla. I can be a gorilla too. You know what I mean? That's fine. But at the same time, Let's sit at the goddamn table and so so um two things. I'm gonna switch it back to football real quick. Two positions, two players. J.C. Jackson to Baltimore and Amari Cooper to New England. I'm hearing those things. The second thing I'm hearing, though, is J.C. Jackson to uh, uh, the, the team with all the damn money, but they good, too. The the Chargers. The Chargers got, like, 30-something million. So you put Keenan Allen and Amari Cooper with Justin Herbert. They got money to spend, and they got an old line. They just they just revamped in, in, in L.A., the Chargers. But I'm just saying, man, woo, these free agents, this is a free agent class. Like, the way, the way people are dropping, yes, bro. teams are... It really is. Now I wanted I wanted to ask y'all about this though, because the NFL, um, I, I spoke on it earlier before anybody was on here, and I wanted to talk to y'all about it, but nobody was here. But but twenty, um, they raised this shit to like twenty five million, so like all teams get like twenty five extra million dollars in the cap. So, my question to especially y'all giant fans, does that that make it a little better? For you to try to reach that forty million that you was trying to do. If that's the case, you only got fifteen million to go. Somebody's gonna right. say, right? No. All you gotta really so, do is no, trade, motherfucker. No, uh, no bro. Listen, and you got your, you listen, got your forty. Listen, hold on, hold on, hold on. Y'all feeling me right now? Y'all know I'm a money dude. Let's talk this math. Shakes, I love it. You said twenty-five million extra, right? That means somebody came to you out of nowhere and said, "Yo." Take this 25. You're like, okay, I'm with it, but I'm still trying to shave 40. You know what I do if I'm Shane and Dable? Well, Shane, I still shave 40. I still do it because that gives me more money for free agents. And it's going to be a lot of them out here. Can we land one of them, Chakes? You're always talking about it. Can we get one? Yeah, I, I, I... Like with me, all right. This my my thing is with that. 
Like, yeah, and I spoke on it earlier. If you trade Bradbury, which, you know what I'm saying? Again, I'm not uh, a hater of Bradbury or nothing, but it's more of business-wise. We got a Dory Jackson in the building, so we have a number one corner in the building. Let's, let's be real. All right? Now, you got the opportunity and the equity to go ahead and draft a number one corner to replace him anyway. You're getting $13 million. And you and you possibly gonna get a third round pick for it, so you have three third round picks. All of that tells me Bradbury goodbye, <laughs> bye bye Blueberry. Okay. Now with that, you know what I'm saying? That right there should give you that forty million. Now that shouldn't be all. What you're saying, and I'm saying the same thing. You go ahead and you chop off some of that Shepard money. You chop off some of that Blake Martinez money. You ch- you go to uh, Big Cat. You say, let me, let me get some of that money back. You know what I'm saying? You do all this. You get as much money as you can, and then you hit free agency and, and, and do what you got to do to fill the roster, to build the roster, to be a competitive team. And 2023, we should have our quarterback. So, yeah, I'm all down with it, baby. I probably uh, I would get before get the sixty five and then do some things. That's what I would do because they already identified, you know, by now this extra. extra. I'm sorry. I just saw that you paying thirteen. I just saw you was paying thirteen. Point one one percent of your cap to Leonard fucking Williams. Yeah, you gotta definitely ask for some of that, some of that back, baby. Or push it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, you got you, bro. You got you, bro. I, yo, I, y'all know I love Big Cat. Y'all know this, bro. But I've been saying this shit, shit, shit before we even gave him the fucking contract, bro. Like that shit is ridiculous for a fucking yeah, defensive tackle. I'm gonna. Read bro. something to you, bro. And this is how normal it is. 33% of your money is tied up in Galladay, Bradbury, and Williams next year. Man, get them and fuck y'all over hardcore, bro. Thing is, so it's not so hard to get out of it, though, bro. Well, like, no, now, let me let me say this right, okay, real quick, right now. If they were five-year contracts, six-year contracts, and all that other shit, sure, I'd be sure, like, damn, sure. yeah, he really fucked us up. You know what I'm saying? But he 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 gave them three-year contracts too. It's easy for us to get out of this shit. So even though you say, yeah, yo, like, damn, he really wild out. He kind of did, but. He made it easier for us to get out of that shit too. Yeah, you only have to worry about it this year. Next year, there's no. It's not. It's not a thing you're not worrying about in 23 beyond. I get that, but in the moment, damn, that's that's Shane got some. You got some work to do. You know what I mean? But hey, like that. Like that's just. Like the thing is, is, is Galladay can't perform or do what he didn't do last year. Did or didn't do, however you want to put it, phrase it. Regardless of anything. He puts up less than five touchdowns next year. He better take a pay cut. Like there's there's no like 
not two years in a row. So I just can't. I just like that guy, and then Big Cat hasn't lived up to a single cent y'all paid him so far. So he needs to take a pay cut. And Bradbury's been okay, but you didn't pay him okay money. That's what I'm saying. So right now, the thing yeah, about, the thing about Big right, Cat, and it's not just me defending him. It's like, yo, yeah, I mean, he <laughs> did what a defensive tackle was supposed to do. The problem is, you know what I'm saying? You're getting way paid more than what a defensive tackle is supposed to be paid. Now, you give that money to motherfucking uh, Aaron Donald or somebody like that, yeah. but you? You? Yeah, like, they gave him, like, prime Sue number, like, prime Adamican Sue number, like, uh, prime Hodinata numbers. Like, that, like, you, 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 you should have been getting paid like a regular D tackle, not in, like, no future Hall of Famer, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. But, yeah. Hey, uh, I mean, no hey, matter what his production is, it can't match up to that damn contract. That's what I'm. That was my point to saying that, though. But go ahead. Another one that ain't matching up to their contract, the Lawrence and Dexter Lawrence in Cowboy Land. He ain't gonna take a pay cut, so they probably gonna chop his ass. So it's like, you know, that's not gonna happen because I think that the market's Lawrence, Lawrence, right? Point. Yeah. yeah, I heard the market. Oh, Demarcus Lawrence and the market. Demar- 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 I, I get, I get the, I get that mixed up. My bad. The market's Lawrence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he don't want to take no pay cut, so he he gonna he gonna either get the axe or they gonna have to continue to pay him. Didn't y'all just ask somebody to take a pay cut and y'all still don't know the the outcome yet? And like that that one was quick, so like that makes you think like oh so somebody's pondering that shit like okay should I take my money? Is it is it plausible to possibly take less money now and get maybe paid later? I don't know. That's just that's just interesting, man. Cause we sit here and we all talk about get your money right. But, like, if you're underperforming, we want you to take that money back. But we just screamed for years for you to take your money. So why are we telling you to give it back? Like, like especially I'm, if I'm, I'm – real quick, especially if if your thought process is if I'm paying you for what you've already done and a little bit for possibly what you can do in the future, which some people are – that's their thought process. We're paying you for what you have done for us, and hopefully that continues in the future. And some people have the thought process, we're paying you for what you could do. And since you haven't done that yet, give us our money back. So my thought is if you're paying them whatever, and you think it's because of what he's done for wherever he's done, his statisticals or whatever require that to be paid of such money, I don't know. It's so weird to be like, yo, pay that money back. You know what I mean? Because it's like we decided to pay that now. The Go thing ahead. with the Cowboys, my bad for, you know what I mean, but I was holding that for I a minute. The thing about what the Cowboys did, and I was so jealous of them, what, two, three years ago, when I seen that they were signing him, they were signing um, Zach, uh, what's what's his name? The fucking um, guard. Whatever, yeah, I mean. Martin, the, the, the are you talking about Shakespeare? I can help you. Zach the guard, bro, the guard, the guard. Uh, Martin, Zach Martin. All right. Yeah, I mean, they gave the money to Zach Martin. Gave the money to Marcus Lawrence. Um, they gave the money to uh, to um, the guy that's with us now, Smith. They gave money to um, a whole bunch of cats. Uh, Zeke, Amari Cooper, all these dudes. And I'm sitting there, and I'm like, bro, like, how the fuck is they doing this shit, bro? 
Like, how is they paying every fucking body, bro? Like, that's crazy to me. And I'm jealous as fuck. And I'm like, yo. And now, fast forward to now. And it's like, now they're in the problems at the end. Because now it's like, all right, two years later. Okay, yeah, you done re-signed these guys. But now this dude is like, I'm not taking no pay cut. So you won't either have to cut me or it is what it is. You want to pay that shit. And now they are strapped for cash. And you did all that shit, all that paying. And you ain't win no Super Bowl. See, that's the problem what I had with that shit. Now, I was jealous a couple years ago. Now, I just feel sorry for you. You know what I'm saying? Because teams like L.A. Rams and shit, you know what I'm saying, they do some shit like that. They can do some shit. They in Super Bowl contenders, and they motherfucking got it, and they paid off on them. Tampa Bay Bucks, same damn thing. Go ahead. Use up all your money because championship contenders. Dallas. My G, you are fucking division contenders. You are fucking lobbying and trying to win your division every fucking year. You're not sitting there and we're saying, oh, my gosh, they're in the playoffs automatically and they championship contenders. No. You're battling for your damn division and you're going to sit there and spend all that fucking money for what? For nothing at the end of the day. So should the Ravens re-sign Lamar Jackson to the highest-paid contract of all time? I think they got to pay him, but I don't know about that, my G. Like, I mean, they got to pay him, and they got that's that's going to be a tricky contract. Um, if I'm, Lamar, you, if I'm you, Lamar, I don't play until you, until you pay me. Sorry, go ahead. No, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know. I but that because I of injury and everything, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what what, what you just laughed at. But anyway, um, I, I think you have to uh, come up with that. You know, you got to pay him. But I just don't know if you record-breaking pay him. You know what I'm saying? Because when you record-breaking paying somebody, like a Mahomes or something, you know what I mean? That guy has to be a guy that, that, that gives you a Super Bowl, and y'all all know how I feel about Lamar Jackson. You know what I'm saying? But he hasn't even sniffed close mm-hmm. to a Super Bowl. So, you know what I'm saying? you like, hmm, how can I, I give you record-breaking money? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Thank you, Pam. I'm though, man. Thank you, Pam. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm you sparking something right now, Shay. So let me ask you a question, and this is this is for you too, um, Nacho. Because I know y'all got a couple of cap casualties that's going to hit. That's just every team in free agency. And y'all did spend big money in free agency two years ago, if I'm not mistaken, on the defense. Am I right? The Amosa, the uh, the Smith brothers, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so I got a question. $25 million shakes, LRP, and whoever's, you know, whoever else is on with us. And then Nacho, I'm going to flip it over to you. Where do we actually allocate those funds? Do we just strictly deal with cap casualties still making cuts, deal with the offense right here, right now, deal with some on free agency, go defensive heavy in the draft, or allocate some of them, allocate them funds to the cuts, still go offense, minimum defense, get two great free agents. How would you like to break up that money? Think about it, Shakespeare. Only 
what? Somebody got to pull up the numbers because if they allocate another $25 million, how much in cap space did we already create? And I want I want you to answer that same question, Nacho, because I think y'all are in a little situation with cap space too, if I'm not mistaken. But also, y'all trying to find out if y'all going to give Aaron Rodgers an even bigger bag at this point. So I would like to hear from you on that. But, Shakes, after somebody gets us the numbers, Everything that I'm, I'm saying right now is speculation and what I'm, I heard or seen last time. So I'm just going off my knowledge. That's what I'm basically trying to tell you all, okay? So don't quote me, bitch. You know what I'm saying? But, you know what I mean? Like, um, the last time I, I looked when we, we, we um cut Rudolph and we cut Booker, they were saying that we just got back over the cap and we was like $7 million over the cap. Under the cap, excuse me, seven million under the cap. All right, so that means we got seven million to burn right now, right? Now, adding the twenty-five, you know, I'm just doing math, just doing math. Thirty-two million, right? So now that, if that is correct, thirty-two million, and then you go ahead and trade off Barry, Barry, whatever, blah blah blah. We're looking at to about like fifty-five, right? Like LRP had put up. We're looking about like $55 million. I think that you sit there and do exactly what you already wanted to do, but now you have flexibility to sit there and say, I have the cap to go ahead and do so. What I'm saying is um, go and attack uh, guard or whatever that you was going to do in the first place. Go and attack um, backup quarterback. Go and attack uh, uh, um, tight end. Cause you're definitely gonna need one. Cause mostly, like the uh, article I wrote uh, read earlier, basically we have none. You know what I mean? If we sit there and it looks like we're going to cut Caden Smith and get that money as well, we have no fucking uh, no tight end. So we definitely going to um, sign some. Um, so you, to me, it's just you do exactly what you was already planning out to do. You know what I'm saying? You don't do no more, no less. You know what I'm saying? You don't overdo it because now you got 25 more million. Like, no. You just do your process, and that's how I feel you should go about it. That's my thing. I'm with you. I'm with, I'm with you on that. That was a great answer. And Nacho, I definitely want to hear your answer. Um, Shakes, I want us to stay right there because this is the first time money-wise that we had a conversation and we actually intertwining on what we're saying. So I want us to stay right there. Remember what we just talked about. You know we both going to remember, right, that we're saying exactly the same thing with the money. I think that is the way it has to be done. If you want to get this team into a situation of contention, contention, and if you want to make this team better right now, right now, today, that's how you got to do that. I hear the graph. I hear all of that. Free agency comes first, right? Let's see what we got going on. Let's see what we can attract. Let's see what these guys bring to the table because they're definitely great at that area in that area too. Wink on the D, you feel me? So let's just see what we got. Kafka on the O. We got people who want to get people in here. So let's see what's up with that. Let's balance this thing out. Keep it going. Still get to the 40. Still get to the 40. That's the goal. Don't get off your – don't walk away from your – and let's, let's balance this thing out and make it easy. I'm with you, bro. 
Nacho, the floor is yours. I definitely want to hear about how you're going to go about this. And um, please, brother, I'm interested. Oh, he out. So it's me and you. Nacho in the box with cheese. We love you. So he gone. So that's about it, Shakes, man. I mean, any other topics that you want to um, you want to shout, you want to you want to step to, or yo, can you entertain that Demarcus Lawrence for me for a minute, man? I mean, is that something that you you with it? Uh, no, not or really. You, you think um, it's not gonna be too I, high? It would be high for me. And I don't really, I don't really need that. Like. <laughs> that would be nice, you know. If we can get him to a good contract, hell yeah. But I think um, a guy like that, when he's the market, he he wants to um, get premier pass rushing money. Um, like you said, he ain't taking no fucking pay cut. So why would he go nah, into the not. market and take one? I don't see it. You know what he's, I mean? So he's the top run stopper in the NFL in the last four years. Like top three, hands down. Like he's gonna get paid. And people got the bread to overpay him. We ain't going to be able to compete with that. So let's switch lanes. Amari Cooper. I know that's your son. How you feeling? Man, I'll be, I'll be all on board if we ain't fucking did what we did last year with that Kenny Galladay shit. Because of that Kenny Galladay shit, no, no. Nope, too high, man. Price tag too high. Not with none of that shit. It's not something that we need. We got Kenny G. We got Kadarius Tony. We bring a trap back. Hopefully we unload Slayton. Yeah, man. That's that's the that's the trio right there. Hopefully we bring back Ross for a little cheap, low price. And yeah, yeah, we roll with that, man. But no, Mark Cooper too much, man. Yeah, and that's my son. Charles to my son, and I'm hope he gets out that fucking division. Go to AFC somewhere, hey man. Go, go, go with Herbert. You know what I mean, go with my son. You, you nah, he, yo, I don't, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think he's gonna go anywhere to be the number three option. Yo, you think Mike Williams gonna sign back? Hey, it's the thing that you say that, but Mike Williams is a free agent. You don't know where he going. No, that's why I so, said. I, I, I mean, he, he, he can go to the Chargers. Number two with Keenan Allen, who, yeah, I mean, that's a 1A, 1B type of situation because y'all both sit there and get hurt, yeah, I mean, and you and Amari Cooper. So, uh, like I said, the Chargers, I mean, the the Chargers look good. You you can go there. No, Amari Cooper. There's a lot of places Amari Cooper can go, no, man. You think Mike Mike Williams is going to cost some bread in here? You think Mike Williams is going to cost some bread? You see him still hoping, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you see the type of season he had this year? Even injury yeah. involved? Yeah, yeah man. man. I saw it. All right. He going to get the money, baby. He going to get the bag. Carolina's a good place for um for Mike Williams going home and all that. It's a great place for him. Uh, have you – let me ask you something. And, and I know you won't keep it real with me. Have you looked at the free agents? I mean, I put it up in the room for you guys so you can actually mm-hmm. see what's going on. Yep, sure did. Yeah. I've, been, no. I've been watching. Do you see these dudes, bro? Pause. 
NFL is about to be full of wide receiver free agents that's going to be a plug-and-play and help a team out right then and there from training camp. We talking Amari Cooper, Mike Williams. Cole Beasley just said he wanted to be out. You feel me? I think Gabriel Davis, my son, is definitely going to take the next step after that playoff game that uh-huh. he had. We all know that makes you like that puts you in a different mindset. Allen Robinson, bro. Come on, man. Come on, Jameson Crowder. It's a lot of wide receivers. Yo, a lot. A lot, bro. Um, and crazy part, um, offensive linemen. It's a good offensive lineman um, free agency, and it's a good offensive lineman draft as well. So, yeah, man, do your, yeah, man, do your due diligence. We should be able to come out. And what's so crazy is um, one of the articles said it, but it's actually true. I think we've been saying it for a while. I mean, shit, man, we got to come up with four fucking, probably four starters in this all season and off, off, on offensive line. At least one that's going to battle it out with Lemieux. You know what I mean? For one of those guard spots, too. So it's like, yeah. bro, <laughs> four. You, you know already I mean? know where I'm at. I feel like this. If Evan Neal falls, which he has the chance to fall, and that is not, not a reality. That's a reality. There is nothing to talk about. You solidify your spot with Gorillas for the next 10 years, man. Him and Andrew Thomas is over. That's it. I don't care where we talking, oh, we're going to try to put, we're going to try to experiment with Thomas. Ain't no experiment. That's what it is. This is where you going. No problem. I bet you ain't got a problem with it. And I think he could play right tackle. I think Evan Neal could play right tackle, without a doubt. So, yo, you solidify your spot with gorillas. You got your booking. Getting the interior ain't a thing. Third round, you got two of them things. You get another one. They're going to be there. You get another one. You know what you also get? If you want already, if you, if you ain't going to go quarterback, if you ain't going to go cornerback, if you ain't going to go defensive in, edge, you grab yourself one of them. You grab yourself one of them linebackers, bro. You get one of them linebackers. Get yourself a Darren Beavers or, you know what I mean, or one of them kids, man. You grab yourself a linebacker, brother. Yo, think about this, right, Shake? Just just for a second. Entertain me. For the first five picks, we can really get, just, just listen, a quarterback, two offensive linemen, a defensive end, and a linebacker, if that's what we wanted to do. We could get ourselves two offensive linemen, a cornerback, defensive edge, and a wide receiver. We could get all of that if we want and hit on possibly all of them if we go about it the right way right there. We could get two defensive ends or a defensive tackle and a DE, two offensive linemen, and a cornerback if we want it. and still get two of the top ten picks in the NFL draft hands down without a doubt. Right. 
Mm-hmm. I'm afraid. I'm not going to lie, I'm afraid. Mm-hmm. I'm scared. That's all I got, bro. I love you. You know what I mean? You let me know if you still want to keep it keep it going or whatever. Or whatever. Oh, you know? Oh, I was trying to um see the savings if I could find this darn shit. How much he would save by cutting these certain players where I know we can get to the um to the forty. But um, what are the names? I don't know the um the shit because I seen something like um they said of course you know basically what uh the boy and them was saying was you know a lot of these guys mm-hmm. they just gonna ask them to take a pay cut so uh, I don't think a lot of guys is gonna be gone and I said this right before when you know when they was hired and everybody was like oh they, everybody's gone and I'm like look I don't think everybody's gone yo yeah I mean like I think some of some guys that we we sitting there like damn you know what I mean that was one of my favorite guys will be gone you know what I mean but I don't think for a fact that it's a, it's gonna be a whole U-Haul and I said that and, and I. And I'm still on that, and it looks like that's going to be the case. They're asking a lot of people to take pay cuts. Um, one of the guys definitely going to be Blake Martinez, right? Definitely going to holler at him. Definitely going to holler at Shep. You know what I mean? Get get some money from them. Like I said, hopefully they'll talk to a big cat, um, get some money from him. But cut candidates and shit, Darius Slayton, I believe... You save about Yo, two. I, you know what's crazy? Million. I don't think they're going to cut him, bro. Yeah, I think he's I, going to. I don't know what Same. it is. I just don't think he's going to get cut. You're going to get about like two, three million from him? Uh, yeah. Uh, Nick Gates, well, I believe, you about like three million from that. Um, mm-hmm. Kevin Smith, about like three, four on that. Riley Dixon, you get about like two, three on that. You know what I mean? So... It's going to be guys that's going to be cut that, you know what I mean? We're going to get this money back, man. We're going to get it I back. Think, I think they're going to, get I think they're going to sit everybody down and restructure. I think they're going to talk everybody into restructuring. I'm telling you, I believe in my heart. they sitting back with Radbury right now saying, listen, you got most of your bread, and you're guaranteed to make most of your bread on the back end. Let's do this, and he gonna have to be like, you know what? All right, I'm with it. Cause he's, you know what? He's the only one out of everybody besides Leonard Williams. Let's keep it real. He's not really gonna suffer that much because he got a lot of his money guaranteed. He's not gonna suffer that much. He's not gonna be hurt. But it's gonna either be his pride, or he's gonna be with it, or he's gonna play himself back into all of his money. Or they restructure it for incentive lace, you know, an incentive lace contract. Mm. I think they do the same thing with Saquon. I think they give him an incentive lace contract if he does, you know, what he's supposed to do this season. That's what I believe. Because it's always a way to keep talent on the roster, but you just got to get the numbers right. That's where Jerry Reese was the dude. Jerry got the numbers right. He lowballed you, 
or he back ends you. Pause. Yep, so, you know, like I said, man, you can get yourself right, man. Um, you know, they, somebody said she don't got a lot, well, Nacho said it, you know, you got a lot of work to do, but, and like I said, man, you may have a lot of work to do, but I don't think it's hard. I don't think it's a hard process to, to get yourself out of. You're not really strapped. Um, you're not really, you know what I mean, um, like, damn, like, I mean, you don't do no stupid shit. Like motherfucking sign somebody and then have to pay him for the next three years and yeah, you know I mean after you traded them, you know what I mean? Like, right? Get them in, but that that was dumb as shit. And you know, again, they put us in a in a in a, in a bond and a cap hell. Um, but you still spent like you ain't had no cap hell. Like you just spent like we was good money. So what, what about we'll that? See, man. We'll see how that shit bro. go. We well, gave that yeah, man, know, man 67 million, fam. Yeah, man. That's so, crazy. Yeah, that's I it. See how um, it go, yeah. Yeah, I'm with you, family. Ready, um, ready to see how it is. Uh, we got a couple weeks. Um, it's like actually nine days, I believe. Mm-hmm. 16th, yep. Yeah, so, yeah, we got nine days to free agency, man. Nine days. And I'm not sure if they got the little um, the the tampering thing, so maybe it just all starts next week. So, you know, this week we definitely gonna be talking a lot about free agency and all that because yeah, because I don't think people realize how many names is in the building, bro. That's what's gonna really freak people out. That we're talking right now, Shay. But wait till them names start flying around and think about it. A lot of teams is making roster moves. You know what I'm saying? Whoever thought Amari Cooper and Demarcus Lawrence was going to be cut, bro? I didn't see that coming. It happens every so year. It's, it's, yeah, it's fine, bro. It's fine. Yep. yep. So we'll see the changes, and it's definitely going to be a new look, and it's always a new look every year. But, man, it's, it's definitely going to turn everything around. And I can't wait to see how it all unfolds, man. But um, this was a great episode. Um, great. I appreciate everybody that joined us. Um, great shit from Charlie on the spaces earlier. It was fun. Um, good shit. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow. Nacho Average Tuesdays, of course. So pretty sure he got a lot of things to go on. Oh, yeah, he said he had some boxing thing going on as well. He got somebody to talk about boxing. So y'all join in for that, man. So y'all going to hear a lot of sports coming up, man, all types of sports. So especially being the off season. So tune up, join us, man. We out here, man. It's the shakedown. Like we always say around this time. We don't expect y'all agree with us, but we damn sure expect y'all understand. Understand? So don't get shook up because we keep shit live. It's the shakedown up in New York Giants on that drive for five, and we out of there. Take us away. You either chose one from the Bronx. Yo, y'all just been shook by the shape now, and we the fuck up out of here. Peace. Y'all know what time it is. Wash your ass in your hands. You're not in that order. Burn right up, man. Yeah, man, like, y'all got, to, y'all got to do better out here, man. You got to do better. I want to end off with a fucking song or something, bro. <laughs> I want to end off.
what a song. We ain't got no songs on here. No. Not that I see. I see a lot of Black Freezy joints, though. So we're going to end off with one Black Freezy beat. Take y'all away with that. And we'll be back tomorrow. Y'all join at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. We out of here. One.